who's number two, chips in your bloodstream, and you won't believe what they're doing to the Viewmaster. Welcome. This is the Wearable Tech Insider Podcast for the week ending June 12, 2015. I'm Dan Rosenbaum. This week, we spent some time at the Augmented World Expo in Santa Clara, California. There's news about an implantable chip that can monitor your blood. And there's new market research that shows a surprising number two in the smart band market. So first, let's talk about Augmented World. We spent some time with Jay Wright, the vice president of Qualcomm Vuforia, and we saw how Qualcomm is helping Mattel update a really neat old toy. So Vuforia is a piece of software for developers, and it gives developers the ability to make their apps see. So very simply, Vuforia tells the application what is in the camera's field of view and where. It essentially is a software platform for vision. So it gives developers the ability to build applications that can use that camera as an eye and recognize different images and objects in the environment. We have here around the table uh, a pair of of glasses that look positively ordinary, so I'm going to presume they're yours. And then we have this visor with discs on it that looks very much like like an old-fashioned Viewmaster. Oh, I see. It has an old-fashioned Viewmaster with a phone strapped in. So tell me about this. This is the new Mattel Viewmaster with a completely reimagined experience that uses your phone and AR and VR to um, make kids get excited today like they used to get excited 75 years ago. It comes with, with these discs, I'm holding one now, that looks exactly like an old Viewmaster disc, right. except instead of the, the old slide inserts, there are squares of blue, red, or green uh, plastic. Once you place the new Viewmaster in front of your eyes and you point it at the disc sitting on the table, you will see elements pop up on top of the disc. So, for example, on the San Francisco disc, I'll see a little icon of the Golden Gate Bridge pop up. I'll see Alcatraz Island pop up as if they're actually sitting on top of the disc. And then just by looking at one of those icons, I will be teleported to that location where I'm now in a 360 VR experience where it's all around me. So as you look down, so I'm looking down. Do you see this? Do you see this disc? I see the disc and there's a white dot in the middle of the field of vision. Now get a little bit closer to it, Dan. And I see what I guess is a, is a map of Alcatraz. Now, once you're looking at it, there's going to be a little clicker button with your, with your right hand right there. Ah, right. Just like, there you go. just like the Viewmaster clicker. Just like the Viewmaster clicker. The screen turns white briefly. And I'm... We have taken you. And I am looking at a, a 3D. I'm turning my head and I'm seeing a 3D image of the tour boat landing on Alcatraz. Now you'll see some icons in your field of view too. So if you put that little white dot on one of the icons and click the button, you can get more information or be taken to another photosphere. This is really remarkable. And this is available from Mattel or will be available from Mattel? This will be available from Mattel in October of this year. For how much? I believe $30 for the Viewmaster device, which will include one of the experience reels and they will sell additional packs of three experience reels for $14. This requires an Android phone or? or Any Android phone. 
We're really excited about it. And I think this is the kind of experience that becomes possible now with AR and VR technology on phones and very, very simple viewers. I would expect that we'll see more types of viewers like the Viewmaster that are, are designed to work with, uh, with phones and provide these kinds of experiences. You know, these, these technologies now are providing such an interesting creative palette for developers to do things that we wouldn't have anticipated or, or thought about. And we've seen such variety with just AR on phones and the whole viewer concept and adding VR to it um, really expands the, the possibilities. Thanks, Jay. And now in the health tech news, here's Alfred Poor. Alfred? Thanks, Dan. Well, this week there are a couple stories I want to cover. The first coming from Switzerland from EPFL a research group that has developed a one centimeter square chip that can be embedded under your skin and constantly monitor levels of different molecules in your bloodstream, such as glucose or cholesterol. It's totally wireless. You wear a battery taped to the outside of your skin and through an induction coil that sends enough power to the chip to run it and its Bluetooth transmitter so it can send its data wirelessly to a smartphone or other device. The cool thing about this is that it means that patients won't have to use blood pricks to test their blood, and more than that, it gives data throughout the day. It's only been tested so far on mice, probably a few years away from clinical trials with humans, but certainly a step in the right direction. The other story is from Symantec, the software security company. Every year, they publish an internet security threat report. This year, they include information about wearable health tech devices. They surveyed a 100 different health applications for smartphones or mobile devices, and they discovered that more than half of them didn't even have a privacy policy in place. And more than that, one out of five of them sent personal information or login or password information in the clear. In other words, not encrypted in any way, and so exposed to eavesdropping. Polls have shown that users are extremely concerned about the privacy of their data, and so it would appear that a lot of health app developers have rushed their products out the door with perhaps not enough concern about the security of the data that they're handling. You can read more about that on the web. For Health Tech Insider, I'm Alfred Poor. Thanks, Alfred. IDC is out with its first quarter numbers on the smart band market, and Fitbit, as everyone kind of expected, was the number one vendor. But number two is the Chinese Xiaomi which sold almost as many bands in the first quarter as Fitbit. Thanks to a $15 device, they sell mostly in China. Now what happens in the second quarter is anyone's guess, because the second quarter is when Apple shipped the Apple Watch. At an estimated million units sold on the first day, market dominance is probably going to change in the second quarter. And that's all for this week. The Wearable Tech Insider podcast is a production of Centering Media, Brooklyn, New York. Alfred Poor is on the health beat, the music's by Michael Roth, and production is by me, Dan Rosenbaum. Check out our daily updates at wearabletechinsider.com and healthtechinsider.com, and by all means, subscribe to our weekly email newsletters there and to this podcast on iTunes. For Wearable Tech Insider, I'm Dan Rosenbaum. Thanks for listening. See you next time.